Yep. All right, let's start with Dynamite. All right, so we're going to go through the card. This is uh, Dynamite, AW Dynamite. Uh, so we had a Ring of Honor Women's Championship match. Diana Prasso uh, went against Mercedes Martinez. And, and the Owen Hart Foundation Men's Tournament Qualifier, Ray Phoenix. Owen Hart Foundation Men's Tournament Qualifier, another one. Jeff Hardy went against Bobby Fish. Grudge match between Santana and Ortiz. This had a side and Chris Jericho. Blackpool Combat Club went against The Butcher, The Blade, and Angelico. Then MJS Mr. Opponent went against Wardlow. Mm-hmm. And the latest in the Varsity Blondes feud with House of Black. So Varsity Blondes had a, uh, a segment with House of Black, and then also Adam Page had a promo. So we're going to start off with what happens first. And that was the Owen Hart Foundation Men's Tournament Qualifier, Jeff Hardy versus Barbie Fish. Jeff Hardy got the win. What do you think about this? Um, what I think about this that Jeff Hardy, Jeff Hardy needs, definitely needed a win because he's more of a tag team division. And Barbie Fish is more of a tag team expert. And he's looking at mid-card. Jeff Hardy's already a, a made main inventor. But... It'll most likely face Darby Allen in the in the in that tournament. And probably put over Darby Allen in that tournament. Yeah, so I I think the same thing. I think uh Jeff Hardy is a main uh is a is a made uh main adventure, but obviously there was a noticeable, you know, decrease in skill in, in his part. He's obviously not as fast as he once was. He's older and as as I said before in this podcast, um Time is a thing, you know. Age is a thing, uh, and mm-hmm. looks like you're caught up with Jeff Hardy. And Bobby Fish is good too. He's good. He made sure to make Jeff Hardy look strong in this defeat, and that's what what it was needed in this in this match. And obviously, Jeff Hardy, uh, you know, continuing in this tournament is probably a, a good decision. But uh, we can't expect much from Jeff Hardy, and it's good that they're doing the Derby Island. With Jeff Hardy now because uh, maybe later he won't be able to do it or people will grow, you know, tired of watching a, you know, one-legged Jeff Hardy, basically. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, yeah, Jeff Hardy advances there and we could pass to the next match, which was Blackpool Combat Club going against Butcher, Blade, and a, re- a returning Angelico to AW Dynamite. What do you think about this match? I, I, the match was amazing. The Blackpool combat, the Blackpool combat club was really good. They were really, good. they looked really good. They dominated. They won the match. They kicked ass. They did mention about your Wheeler Utah being the Super Juniors. Yes. It, yeah, and it was pretty good. Blackpool, and that Blackpool got combat club got the victory, and it's gonna mostly and it's mostly lead to. The Blackfoot Combat Club, like Brian Danielson, John Moxley versus the AEW Tag Team Champions, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus. That's probably going to happen, but I mean, this is Chill's action, so I don't know if that adds it to their record or if it does. It doesn't really make sense, but I mean, this was a good little match. You know, Blackfoot Combat Club, this is, I think, the third week in a row that that Blackpool Combat Club, um, you know, does a trios match in the second, you know, match of the night, and that's cool, or whatever. But it doesn't seem to get anywhere other than like to add uh, wins to their record, which is fine, you know. But uh, 
when you have Brian Danielson, when you have uh, John Moxley, you gotta use them in a prominent position. And this isn't really a prominent position. I think um, having them go against the actual tag teams, not in the chills action, but actual tag teams, so that they, uh, you know, in person tag team competitions uh, would be better. But uh, obviously, it was a good little match. Blackpool Comic Club won as they should have. And that's about it. I mean, that was the one, you know, the one result that it could have had. Yeah. All right. So the next one was Wardlow versus the MGS mystery opponent, which was later revealed as the person that we expected, W. Morrissey from Impact Wrestling. And Wardlow got the win on this one. Uh, what do you think about it? I think it was it was good. It got Warlow, Warlow very over. William W. Morrison was pretty good in that match. He was like a giant. He was supposed to be like a monster, like a, like almost seven feet tall. Supposed to like a, wrestle like a monster. That's how Kevin Nash does. Like power moves, Nash, like tactics, power slam, being slammed onto a table, etc. That's what giants do. Well, I mean, I think he's more of a modern giant. No, he's a more like he can move and everything. I think this guy is uh, different from like your typical giants, like I think Kevin Nash. But uh, but yeah, Wardlow got the win. It mm-hmm. was as expected. You know, uh, Dolly Morrissey did impress. You could tell that a lot of people, you know, didn't expect that out of Dolly Morrissey, and this was probably good um, for his, you know, stock uh, stock and impact wrestling and. You know, once he hits free agency, I'm sure WWE will, you know, come looking for him or somebody. He'll have a job for sure, I think, uh, now that he was, you know, in this match in national television. But, uh, yeah, Warlow won with one power bomb, which, you know, is cool too. And, you know, now uh, after the match, MGF told Warlow that, uh, you know, they'll have a contract signing next week in Long Island. So hopefully, you know... Uh, that's all good and everything. I think probably there's one match left uh, for Wardlow to go uh, before, you know, going against MJF, and that's probably going against Sean Spears uh, and then going against MJF. So um, there's a good story and, you know, good build. You know, decent match. Wardlow should have gotten the win, and he did. Yeah. All right. So if that's it for that match, we're going to continue to the next thing that happened, which was Hangman Adam Page cutting a promo, and mm-hmm. it was a different promo from what he usually cuts. Uh, what do you What do you think about this? The promo was well. Good. If the promo was good, it it told Hangman that Hangman doesn't care about CM Punk's tribute to Bret Hart, and he's gonna do what it takes to retain the AEW World Title, and the and that match is gonna be quite sweet. And actually, and the time that time match makes sense on a double or nothing card. Yeah, obviously it's a it's a big one of the bigger matches they could have. Uh, CM Punk do, uh, mm-hmm. especially for the AW World Championship. It's it's gonna be huge, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, just to quote, you know, Heyman Page. You know, this was a different version of Heyman Page. Just a little bit more grittier, maybe even heelish um, version of uh, Heyman Page. And he said, "At double or nothing, there's." Not going to be a masturbatory Bret Hart tribute match. I'm going to destroy CM Punk. Page said, um, and then he also said, "You said you wanted a fight, and Punk, it will be a fight of your life. So this is gonna, you know, be a very yeah. serious feud and everything. I think 
I think that uh, Adam Page isn't going to be with the one turning heel. I think CM Punk is probably going to respond to Adam Page in a more heelish manner. Um, and because I think that I, what makes me think that was uh, him and Page pointing out a person in the crowd having a CM Punk uh, shirt and telling them that, uh, yeah, that uh, you know that you won't be able to like, yeah, uh, that you won't be able to you know. Uh, you won't want to wear those shirts anymore once once he's done with uh, him or with CM Punk, and I think that's because uh, CM Punk is gonna turn heel and he's probably gonna be a good heel, a great heel, you know, and have people really turn on CM Punk for, you know, turning on their one true baby face, which is still hanging pace. So that's gonna be good. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So. The next match is going to be Santana versus, or the next match it was Santana versus Chris Jericho. What do you think about this one? This is a pretty good match. This has a little more like edge into him when he's trying to get at Jericho. You know, mostly Jericho, like, mostly beat the hell out of Santana. Yeah. Going on, like, like, Jericho versus Santana one. Yeah, so. Uh, didn't, didn't Chris Jericho win this match? Yeah. I know, I'm getting a little drifty a bit, but I'm good. Yeah, Jericho did one. So, you know, I think Chris Jericho uh, won this match through cheating, and, uh, you know, it was a match. Obviously, a Chris Jericho match isn't going to be a good, you know, a great match or whatever, but it was what it was needed to be, and, uh, yeah. and you know, it was a match on Dynamite, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, so next was the segment with the Varsity Blondes calling out the House of Black. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, and the weird, you know, sequence with Julia Hart. What, what do you think about that? It was quite weird, but it, ha- but it makes sense. Like, Julia Hart is trying to heal. Do you think so? Yeah, soon. I, I think, if anything, I think this showed us that maybe Julia Hart isn't turning heel because she didn't end up, you know, swinging that chair on Griff Garrison. If anything, this is probably going to lead to the House of Black, you know, kind of, you know, trying to, you know, infiltrate the Varsity Browns and Julia Hart specifically and, you know, trying to uh, take her from from Varsity Browns or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I don't think she's turning heel. I think something is going, going on. I don't think it necessarily she doesn't turn heel. I mean, look at her. She doesn't really like. She doesn't look like a person that could be a heel. I don't think she, I would. I wouldn't believe that she she's a heel. You know, she's a pure baby face right there. Uh, mhm. Yeah. So uh, after that, after that sequence, that weird sequence, uh, we had a Dante Martin versus Ray Phoenix match, and it was unbelievable. What do you think about it? It was a good, it was a good match. It was straightforward. Yeah. 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 Then Dante fought, like, like Ray Phoenix defeated Dante Martin in a match. And that's why Ray Phoenix qualified for the Owen Cup. But it was a pretty good match. I did hear from Samoa Joe that the AEW should have, like, an X division for, for, their talent, for, their, for their talent, like Dante Martin and Ray Phoenix. Samoa Joe said that. Yeah, 
I mean, I guess if it keeps it, if it keeps them away from the World Heavyweight Championship. But I mean, I don't. Know, I think uh, some of them are, you know, dignified, you know, world champions in the future. But uh, like Ray Phoenix, I think might be the. But in terms of this match, I think it was a, a high spot match. I mean, it wasn't really much of a match. It was just, you know, a collection of moves or whatever. Uh, which, you know, obviously that's what you're going to expect from Ray Fenix and Dante Martin. Yeah. Um, you know, they're high flyers, and Ray Fenix is a luchador style, uh, you know, wrestler. So, and I think the right person got the win. Ray Fenix is going to continue and probably, you know, deliver good matches as well. So that's good. And, you know, it was, it was in my taste and everything, but uh, I can't get all of them, you know. Uh huh. All right, so uh, the main event, or before the main event, there was a promo, a promo between Thunderosa and Serena Deep. Uh, what do you think about this uh, promo before the main event? The promo, the promo was well fit for Serena Deep or Thunderosa. It was built, it was basically built toward that match at double nothing, double nothing for the for the women's world title. And it'll be a bar burner with Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb. They had a previous counter for the NWA Women's World Title before, and I feel like it was last that Serena Deeb beat her for that title. So I'm thinking this is gonna be like this will be like I think Thunder Rosa is gonna get that win and double nothing because I remember Deep beating her before for the NWA Women's World Title before. That's what I remember, and Thunder Rosa never did beat her. Right, yeah, right. and you know it's the first defense that Thunder Rose is gonna have, other than Nyla Rose, but the first pay per view defense. So, yeah, we could assume that she is gonna, you know, win that match. But in terms of this promo, I think it wasn't all that great. I think uh, um, once they kind of were out there, it was fifteen minutes until the end, until nine, mm-hmm. uh, or until ten, whatever you were, and. You know, they kind of dragged it out to kind of like cut, you know, minutes from, you know, a main event. And at the end, I think it wasn't a really great promo from either girl. I mean, Thunder Rose was trying to interject a lot of things once Serena Deeb was talking and uh, it didn't really come out too great. But uh, I mean, I don't know what you're going to expect from these two. I don't think it was a good I don't think it was a good uh, idea to bring them out there. Um, to promote that match at that moment in time, maybe uh, in the dynamite and cutting down from some somewhere, but uh, you could have given those those minutes to the women's match, the main event. Uh, that was a world championship, you know, undisputed championship match, so they, it should have been important and only got like nine minutes. So yeah, uh, I think. Uh, it wasn't a, it wasn't good. I, that that I could say it was just wasn't good. Yeah, yeah, it it wasn't a good segment anyway. Yeah. So, uh, and then the main event, as I previously mentioned, was undisputed Ring of Honor Women's Championship match. Yeah, it was uh, Ring of Honor Women's World Title. What I say? Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the Peter Ring of Honor Women's Championship match, and uh, yeah, it was Diana Prasso versus Mercedes Martinez. Uh, yeah. Mercedes Martinez got the win. What do you think about this match? The match was 
it was actually pretty good. It's almost, it, but it was a bit bad. Like, I didn't get enough time for the main event. But in the end, I did like that Mer- Mercedes Martinez win, wins the title because we had a problem with signing Impact. And Tony Khan want all the signed wrestlers to hold the Ring of Our titles. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Well, yeah. Uh, if, then you get into politics and everything. And obviously, that's not a good side of wrestling. But uh, we got to recognize that that is uh, something that exists in AW. That not everything is dandelions or rainbows in AW. You know? But uh, I think it was a decent match for what it you know was given. Obviously, a nine-minute match isn't going to be you know, a barn burner or whatever, but Diana Pross was a great woman, woman's champion, a great wrestler, um, and she showed it. Obviously, the, the crowd wasn't really into it. I'm going to be honest. I wasn't really into it, and I'm not really into a Mercedes Martinez champion. If anything, I would have been into more of a Diana Prasso champion, but uh, obviously, politics played a part in that, yeah. and... And you know, I'm I'm not into this Mercedes Martinez title run, but hopefully, uh, yeah. she puts mm-hmm. over some other young talent uh, soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, I think that's it for AW Dynamite. And let's review Rampage because today was Rampage. I watched. So ready to review Rampage? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the the first four matches. There was like Riho versus. Oh. oh, you got it. All right. Oh, wait. Let me know if you respond. So you said AW Rampage? Yes, Rampage. As in like Rampage, like the one that's not. that we haven't watched yet. That was that was what that happened today, Friday. Hey, it aired at 5 30 p.m. Um. Oh shit! It did, huh? Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, you're right. I yeah. forgot there was a time, time. Yeah. You know, time change. Yeah. So, yeah. so what happened? I didn't. I didn't watch it. What happened? I mean, I mean. I mean, what what happened? I mean, I guess the time change really does matter because yeah. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be at the regular time. Uh, yeah. Well, it was basically lethal versus. Uh, read, send me the match. Read me the matches. The four, mostly four matches. Just go to the results and read the four matches for me. Yeah, yeah. So I got, I got you. I got, let me just type it up real quick. Your rampage. Uh, yeah. Aw rampage results. I got you. Uh, right. I got it. We're, don't worry, people. We're, we're gonna hit in a minute. It's only, it's only a bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the first match was uh, Rip Baker. And Jamie Hader versus Tony Storm and Ruby Soko. Here, uh, this was a great tag team match. So basically, it was a good tag team match. It was a little showcase of Britt Baker, Jamie Hader, Tony Storm, and Ruby Soho. But in the end of that match, Ruby Soho and Tony Storm got the victory for their team. And basically, yeah. and that, and basically, both of that match, they announced that it was going to be Tony Storm versus Jamie Hader next. Next Wednesday for Dynamite for the for the first ever women's Owen Hart Cup. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that seems to be a good uh good matchup. It's been building. Yeah. Or at least uh, been doing stuff with her with them, you know. And uh, yeah. Uh, it was, I'm sure it was a decent match. I didn't watch it obviously, but uh, I'm sure it was decent. Yeah. Okay, so the next match was Hook versus JD Drake. Uh, 
It was just a hook match. It was a sharp match. Hook won with the with the red rum. Mostly in the match, Hook was showing his skills by destroying JD Drake. He was he was his hook was dominating JD Drake and finished him out with the red red rum for the victory. And then after the match we had we had it was basically it was basically Dan Hansen confronting Hook and then Hansen wanted to give him a gift and Hook like stomped the gift and Hansen walked away then Hook grabbed the gift, looked at it and then put it on the on the ring and walked out as well with things saw hitting her. Hitting oh. very much. And before that, uh, I'm reading here because I didn't watch it, obviously. But uh, yeah, before um, that, there was a promo from from Tony Nice and Mark uh, Smart Mark Sterling, right? Uh, no, I was I was gonna mention how Dan Housen asked uh, Hook uh, that uh, to be in his corner once he w- goes against Tony Nice. So it, I guess it's confirmed that Dan Housen is gonna have his first match not against Hook as we initially thought is gonna be against Tony Nice. I suppose the uh, hook isn't going to uh, isn't going to be in this corner, but maybe he is. Maybe at the end he does uh, come to the rescue or something like that. You know. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, the next match was another another Owen Hart Foundation tournament mm-hmm. women's qualifier match, and that was Yuka Sakasaki in her return against Rio and her return as well, I guess, because they're both Japanese and. They are not very. They're good, not used that much, you know. So yeah, it was a really like Joshi kind of match. Like we, Rio got the victory, but it was a great match. We saw we saw a lot of match from Yuka Sakasaki and Samoa for Rio, Riho. It was basically a, like a Joshi match type of match. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, Riho got the victory. Riho advances, and after the match, they talk about the women's own hard cup that now they complete with a Joker. So basically. Is that there's gonna be a Joker for the women's and the men's? And who do you th- who do you think is gonna be? I have my you know uh, my reservations, my my you know thoughts about it. But who do you think it might be these Jokers from both tournaments? All right, for the women, I'm gonna I'm gonna try. I'm I'm going Athena, formerly Ember Moon, and for the men, I'm I'm seeing Cesaro or Claudio wants me or you called. I think it's a lot more simple than that. I think having one Joker in the women's tournament and another Joker in the uh, men's tournament is quite, uh, you know, outright going to be the Garganos, uh, Candice LeRae, and Johnny Gargano. And I think people have fantasy booked on Twitter saying that Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole would be a great matchup at double nothing. And I would, you know, tend to agree, obviously, but. Uh, Yes, that's that's what who who I think is gonna be. I think Kansas Luray and Johnny Gargano. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think this is the last match I didn't watch for the <laughs> for the fifth time I didn't watch. But okay, it was Konosuke Takeshita versus Jay Lethal uh, in Takeshita's first television match. Uh, yeah, what, what do you think about this? It was a pretty good match. It showcased Takeshita's skills, like like Takeshita was about to win. It was one, two, three. Told like people like. It was like it was an interference from Satam Singh and Sanjay Dutt. And then Jay Lee hit the lethal injection to put the victory. And after the match, we had a we had a brawl from Jay, Jay Lito, Sanjay Dutt, and Satam Singh. We had the the best friends coming to the aid. They getting destroyed. Got Cassie. Then they brought in Samoa Joe, basically to close the show, like chasing him with a pipe. Yeah, 
sounds yeah. like I, I missed a lot, but yeah. No, I, I'm sure it was a good match. <laughs> that's uh, that's yeah. about it. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what else to say about this match other than I didn't watch it. <laughs> Okay, so that's 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 it for AW Rampage. If you if we want to talk about uh, some other topics, if if there are any topics that we want to talk about, yeah, let's, let's talk about the topics. Okay, so uh, we said we were gonna talk about uh, the sellout that uh, AW did for the Forbidden Door, as yes. we said uh, on Thursday. I think it was that the pre-sale went out, and you know that was that was. Definitely a high demand for this for the show. I mean, yeah. obviously, it was going to be obviously a Chicago is a very smart town. Yeah, this was, this show for smart people, but um, that's great. I mean, they they sold it out, you know. Yeah, yeah, they pretty much sold it out. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they still kind of like retaining some tickets um, for. Um, for the general public, but uh, basically, it's a, it's gonna be a sellout. The, no matter what, it's gonna be a yeah. full full crowd, and it's, it's shaping up to be a yeah. good. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much a sellout. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, so then after that, I think uh, the last thing that we wanna touch on. Is probably going to be that uh, Cody Rose interview with Stone Cold in the Broken Skull Sessions on Peacock. Yeah, if you watch, did you watch it? Mm, no, I did not watch it. Well, I, I guess the so... network. I didn't have the Peacock or the on the network. Oh, no. the network. You get Peacock. It has Office and everything. I mean, it's not just for WWE, you know. But uh, and it's fine. You could watch WWE and AEW. There's no, nothing wrong with that, you know. It's it's just as toxic to be an AEW fan and not a no. I know yeah, that. No. It's yeah. just that. It's just that I don't have the peacock. All right. Okay. So, but uh, but okay. So I got some quotes here. Okay. And, go ahead. Uh, here it says anyone I oh so this is Cody Rhodes uh, talking about uh, how he balanced booking himself and not ruffling feathers among talents in AW. So he said, anyone I had issues with. In terms of because I was their boss, there's not really any heat that exists. I always tried to give, and I always overly generous in my run. Had Dusty Rose been there, there were a few things he would have told me, but that would have been one for sure because Arn was the one telling me on the side, hey, man, get some for you. All right? Right. And, and then he continued by saying, I did everything I could possibly do diplomatically to approach it. A lot of it was trepidation based on the fact that I had seen that it already happened to Dust. Um, Dust was on top because he was nope. over. He was not on top because he was the booker. Is there synergy? Sure, he was over. Uh, in the beginning, there are not many guys who have this connection with the fans. Why would we forget to go that? This is on me. It's basically yeah. saying that uh, he needed to get more for himself uh, rather than giving because uh, he was overly generous in AW and sometimes... That got him heat either way, you know. So he was damned if he did it and damned if he do- didn't. You get what I'm saying? So basically, leaving AW was necessary for him in term- and in his eyes, obviously, in the eyes of like, people like Arn Anderson. Uh, what do you, What do you think about that? It was great. It was pretty good. I get I get what Cody said. Like he he did he did he did like gave everything he got. He did try to help the AW roster. But 
Yani and Croatia like like taking the world title shot and turning like made up a world title opportunity instead of trying to try to prevent himself from winning the title in AEW. Well, yeah, I think he he admitted that himself that there was a mistake of for doing that, but yeah, yeah. So I think that's it. So, do you want to do the outro? Oh yeah, thank you everyone for Augusta Ali podcast. We'll see y'all ne- next next Saturday, and I'll see y'all later. Goodbye, everyone.